The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Tuckheads Tuesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. And I cannot wait to talk to today's guest, PFT commenter from the number one sports podcast in the world. Pardon my take. We don't often do this. But I want to do a little bit of a deep dive into the team I both started my career with and finished my career with because they've got huge news coming up next week on Groundhog Day. I'm talking, of course, about the Washington football team. A lot of issues to flesh out there, and there's nobody better to talk about it than lifelong Washington fan, PFT commenter. You guys know the drill. It's a new week, which means... We'll have a new spread the word winner via social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. Love the quote tweets. Keep them coming. New sponsor confirmation email winner. How about ladder life insurance? You know, you need some athletic greens. I'm really into it. It's like a scoop of vegetables. I think pretty much at least that's kind of what it has in there. And then we've got the YouTube shout out. Love those of you that subscribe and make a comment. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so I have known PFT Commenter for a long time now. He's obviously highly successful with the Pardon My Take podcast. I'm sure a lot of you listen to it. You're all aware of it. But that's actually not even why I have him on today's show. I also know he's hilarious, but he's a diehard Washington football fan. And there's a lot of issues with this team. I have a question for him about how I should describe my career or who I played for, especially when they get a new name next week. So, uh, PFT, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. What's up, Ross? Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you're having me on because it's birthday week, which is a very important week uh, for part of my take. It's me and Big Cat's birthday back-to-back on the 30th and 31st. We're just getting a lot of invites from people to go on their show so that they can – just tell us happy birthday. I thought it was one of those deals. No, um, I, I forgot that. How old are you going to be? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. It doesn't matter. Once, <laughs> once you turn 30, like who cares? If you sell, if you actually celebrate your birthday after you're 30, um, you got to screw loose, I think. 
Uh, no, it's, there's, there's nothing good to celebrate. I think after you turn 27, really, that's the last uh, birthday that you can honestly, you know, tell your friends like, hey, let's go out. Let's have a good time. Get me a present. You know, um, after after you're in your 30s, it's just like, OK, oh, this old guy's still around. Great. It gets worse, man. I mean, you can blow it out when you turn 40, but I'm 42 now. It gets worse. Like, I, I remember when my parents were 42. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good. Not good yeah. at all. I feel like 40 is 40 is a good one because you can say like you're over the hill at 40. That's the over the hill <laughs> birthday, right? That's always good to hear. Although just working with a bunch of kids who are in their 20s, they like legitimately think I'm a baby boomer. They call me a boomer all the time around the office. It's like, no, wait, boom. That's that's my parents are boomers. But I guess, you know, you, you either die, a, you either die a millennial or you live long enough to become a boomer. <laughs> hey, um, Sunday night. When you're watching Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, because one of the reasons why I want to have you on here is like you really do have the perspective of a fan. When you're watching Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, as a lifelong Washington football team fan who hasn't had a good quarterback, like a really good quarterback in a long time, what what are you watching? Like, are you just like, we're totally screwed? Like, we're never going to have a guy like one of these guys? What's that like? Oh, I'm well past that point, Ross, where I, I don't even like that's they're playing a different sport than the Washington football team plays like that. That's I'm not delusional enough to think that we're going to go out and draft Patrick Mahomes next year. That's just, it's just not going to happen. There's just things that happen in the universe and things that are preordained to not occur. And the Washington football team having an elite quarterback, like a top three quarterback is probably never going to happen in the history of the NFL. Even when we were good, we won three Super Bowls with three different starting quarterbacks and three different running backs. That's never going to happen again. We're just it's, – it's never going to occur. And, you know, I had a little taste of that for um, for about a half season, maybe a little bit longer than that, back in 2012 when we had RG3 and he was just lighting the world on fire. He was changing how the quarterback position was played. And then, you know, just things happen with this franchise. And uh, it's, it's never going to be easy for me. It's never going to be totally fun. But that's kind of what – you know, part of what makes being a – I guess being a football team fan, it's it's still weird to say. Uh, but that's just, you know, something that's part of our identity now. So it was fun to watch the game. I love Josh Allen. I love Patrick Mahomes. It was um it was life affirming football. It was so much fun. Probably the the best game that I've ever watched. You know, uh Patrick Mahomes just seems to find himself in these games all the time where you can describe them as being, you know, one of the greatest games of all time. But that one was it was definitely a top five playoff game, I think, in the history of the league. Now, I had I had my friends up in Buffalo at a, a vintage store called Buffalo Closet send me an authentic 1991, the Super Bowl 26 starter jacket of the Washington football team. They were the Redskins back then, the Redskins and the Bills half and half starter jacket. And I don't know who is it like who they designed this jacket for. Um, it's really just an audience of one, me, basically. But it's like an official Super Bowl jersey that's or uh, jacket that's half Bills, half Redskins, and it was supposed to get here on Friday so I could wear it during the game and, and support the Bills. It got here a day late, and it was the saddest jacket that I've ever put on in my life. <laughs> really, really sad. But uh, I, I feel for the people of Buffalo having to go through it. I think maybe in a couple of years you'll be able to watch that game and just realize, you know, well, you, I, you probably already do realize if you're a Bills fan. You can understand that that was one of the greatest games ever played, but you're still not going to enjoy watching it. You might not ever enjoy watching it. Maybe in a couple of years you'll be able to think about it 
And, you know, you'll remember the good stuff before you think about the bad and, and the pain. But this is like legit pain that the city of Buffalo has to go through now. Yeah, I mean, it was my favorite team of the five I played for. I played the most up there. I love those people. I'm on the sideline for the AFC Championship game. I wanted to be in Buffalo so bad. That place was going to be – it's like a four-and-a-half-hour drive for me. Now i got to fly to Kansas City, whatever. But it just would have been – and honestly, I like I like fresh blood. So, like, Bills or Bengals in the Super Bowl would have yeah. been cool. I think it would have been the Bills. But you mentioned, by the way, the Redskins. You're a very bright guy. Um, I can tell by all your references. You must have taken a lot of, like, history classes or something. I don't know. But at any rate – so for the rest of my life, next week, Washington's getting a new nickname. When someone says to my daughters or me, like, what teams did you play for? Do I say the Redskins or do I say the Groundhogs or the Warthogs or whatever they're gonna, their new name's going to be? That's a good question because I, I, um, I've often wondered that, especially about current players. Like if, if you're – we're interviewing Taylor Heineke today. And I don't – do I say, like, Taylor Heineke, he's a, he's a football team. You know, like, you can't be like, <laughs> he's a Bill, he's a Chief, he's a football team. That doesn't make sense. So uh, you can always just say, like, I played for the Washington football team. Like, that, that I, can you know always what I need work. about that is I played for five teams. So it's like, who'd you play for? Cowboys, Bills, Patriots, Browns, and Washington. It just sounds terrible. Yeah, I think you can – you get And they're about to have in. a name now. They're well, about to like – do Ross, I tell people I played for the Groundhogs or whatever they're going to be? Ross, did you actually play for them? I played for the Redskins. You played for – okay, you, it wasn't like a cup of coffee situation. How, how many games did you play for them? Um, I played in four plus seven – 11 games for the okay. Redskins. You know what's funny about that, by the way? I actually started all five preseason games in 2002 with Spurrier. And then the last preseason game, I wasn't great. I was going to start the opener in 2002. We were killing people in the preseason. It was like the greatest yeah. thing ever. I was like, I'm awesome. We're awesome. And then the regular season happened, and it wasn't that awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, that I remember that preseason because I was We were, like, dude, we were killing people. I thought Steve Spurrier had figured out the NFL because <laughs> his game plan was we're going to score more points than they are, and they're not going to be able to stop us. And I was like, he's a genius. This guy is going to change the way that football is being played. He's going to throw the ball around there. He's going to recreate uh, Florida at, at Washington, and we're going to just be able to outscore everybody. I Dude, think you no can joke. I, no I think joke. I could come on your show. I could do my whole appearance telling you Spurrier stories that you would not believe. You, you just would not believe that he was an NFL head coach with some of the things I could tell you. Did he um, Did he actually like have his golf clubs with him on the sidelines at practice? Was he working on his wedge game while, while you guys were installing the two-minute No, but they would leave by five. There were several of his assistants that knew nothing about football that would always have a styrofoam cup with beer in it all day long. We never practiced if it rained a single drop. He and Marvin Lewis would, like, argue with each other. We would pray for it to rain so we could just go home. And Marvin Lewis was the first million-dollar coordinator. He's like, no, coach, we need to practice. And Spurrier's like, ah, it's drizzling. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, dude, he, we had no hot routes or sight adjusts. There's a game, PFT, 
where Patrick Ramsey starts against the Saints, okay? Spurrier's belief was to just change the play and make a play. So it looks like they're going to bring a blitz from the right, and we have a slide protection to the left on, okay? And Ramsey's a rookie going through his cadence. Spurrier goes, Patrick, Patrick, like waving his hands. Ramsey looks over, PFT, and he says, uh, Ringo slide, Ringo slide, meaning change the protection to slide to the right. Patrick goes, okay, okay. And he goes, Ringo slide, Ringo slide. So we change the protection. As soon as he does that, the Saints defense drops out from that side. They bring him down from the left side. And Spurrier goes, Patrick, Patrick. Ramsey looks over. Blue slide again. Blue slide again. He, Ramsey goes, okay, okay. Blue slide. Delay a game. Delay a game, <laughs> dude. That, that happened during an NFL game. The quarterback was looking over at the head coach, changing the play back and forth. We didn't even get close to getting the snap off. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy was a disgrace. I don't know how he has so much success in college. That doesn't that doesn't really surprise me from what I've heard about Spurrier. Uh, it is very funny though. I wish retroactively, I wish we could go back and do hard knocks on Steve Spurrier in the NFL. There was I remember distinctly there was one game where uh, I don't think that we had anybody that could kick after whoever our kicker was got like he pulled his hamstring I think, and I'm pretty sure Spurrier sent Danny Werfel out to uh, yes! kick off. Do you remember yes, that? I was in that game. And I think the ball went like three yards and directly out about like legitimately three yards. I don't think that it got further than five yards down the field because Spurrier was like, ah, screw it, Danny. Danny's a good boy. He played for me at Florida. We'll send him out there. He can do anything. So, PFT, when they cut me, mm-hmm. um, I got picked up the next down waivers by the Cowboys. So I go into Redskin Park. I don't even know what they call the building now, but they called the building Redskin Park. I go in the building to get like my stuff out of my locker. Spurrier sees me and goes, Cowboys, huh? I said, yeah. He's like, don't be telling him any of my secrets. I'm like, dude, <laughs> as soon as I get there, I'm going to tell him about your two crappy protections. Like, what are you t- – don't tell me – like, first of all, your secrets suck. Secondly, the first thing I do when I land is to tell them how bad your stuff – like, the guy was just totally clueless. There's two things I got to ask you, dude. I have mm-hmm. to. This is why I wanted you on more than anything else. This, is, this is, counts as one. Okay. What is your choice for the new team name? And what do you think it will be? Because I saw you did some internet um, trademark investigating. Yeah, I've done a lot of that. Um, I'm mostly just like a, a patent troll. I stole no pressure, no diamonds from RG3 when you let the trademark lapse on that. But I think <laughs> I think I want it to be the hogs. I think I've settled on the hog. It's not going to be the red the red wolves. Um, you know, they put out that video unless they're doing like a giant misdirection where they put out a video saying, we know that you guys wanted red wolves, but because of patent issues, we can't do it. That would be almost too smart for this team to do. So I don't think, and I do like Jason Wright from what I've seen out of him. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he's at least got the team going the right direction. There's always going to be that looming specter in the background of Dan Snyder and wondering, you know, exactly how much autonomy Jason Wright has. But so far, I think he's done a pretty good job with notable exception of, of the Sean Taylor Day thing. Um, but I, I think that um, – I don't think it's going to be Red Wolves. I would like for it to be Hogs. I like the idea of just like a, a an animated, cartoonish, pissed-off-looking pig snarling. I think you could do a lot of cool stuff with that logo. 
Um, and I also like the fact that it does have a connection to the area. It, it ties in with the old offensive lineman. And when you go back and you look at the hogs, they were actually surprisingly small. It, I, I guess like at the time they weren't that small. Right. But compared to today's offensive lineman, I think uh, I think Grimm was the biggest, and Russ Grimm was like 260 pounds. And, uh, you know, some of the other guys were like 225 pounds, 245 pounds. Um, but but still, you know, it's a, it's a throwback to when we were good. And I think a lot of people forgot about um, what a bizarre tradition we had where those guys would show up to the games wearing dresses and pig noses and mustaches, and they just said that they were the Hogettes. They just said, like, yeah, we're married to – were the wives of the offensive line <laughs> and everybody loved him. It was just so bizarre. that like, we've got an official section of guys that wear dresses who pretend to be married to our players. Anyways, is it, is um, red hogs, warthogs, groundhogs doesn't matter because everybody's just going to shorten it to hogs anyway. I think it's going to be shortened to hogs. And Hank is, you know, his mind's always in the gutter on part of my take. He pointed out that hogs could be, uh, a euphemism for something else. I had not thought about that, but even better, you know, I don't, I don't care. That's still, we can still have fun with that. I think it's, if they're going to go hogs, um, it's on Groundhog's Day. I don't think that they're going to go Groundhog's. I, I, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be either Red Hogs or Warthogs. Uh, there was an old indoor soccer team in DC named the Washington Warthogs back in the day. Uh, they had an elite striker named Washington, went to several other games. Um, I don't think it's going to be Warthogs. That's that would be weird to have a team that's already you know in existence. I think that they're afraid of running into the same issues that the uh, that the Guardians ran into when the Cleveland Indians changed their name. And there was a roller like a roller derby team in Cleveland named the Guardians, and the baseball team ended up having to fork over millions and millions of dollars to get all that all that stuff settled. So I think they'll probably go Red Hogs if they're going to go the Hogs direction, or they might just go Hogs. And I, I looked up some some information about red hogs. They're pretty cool. They're like these giant, giant pigs that have these like little things that hang down from their face and big tusks. I don't know. You can do cool stuff with that. I, I But I don't think they're going to do that. So that's what I want to happen. But what I think they're going to do is they're going to do something like the commanders and tie it in with the military in the area because Dan Snyder loves more than anything like marketing to the local military and – even more than marketing to the local military, marketing to the people that work at uh, you know, all the all the government contractors in the area. So tying it in um, to to the military like that, I think would be something oh. Snyder would do. Now I do have an exclusive piece of information that I'd like to share with you because I texted not to brag. This is Michael Wilbon name drop. I texted Jason Wright over the weekend um, to get a feeling about what the name's going to be. So I said hogs. Red Tails, Commanders, do not respond in the next hour if it's one of those three. <laughs> he clicked the uh, the ha-ha button on that text three hours later. So I think we can narrow it down to those three. Um, it, it could be the Red Tails, too. I, I, I'm pretty confident saying it's going to be either the Hogs, Red Tails, or Commanders. I like the Red Tails second if I, if I had a choice. Um, it, it ties into the uh, the I think it was the uh, the Tuskegee pilots yeah. back before War, World War II, the first African American fighter battalion or fighter squadron. I'm not I don't know the exact nomenclature for it, but uh, that would be very cool. That that would be a, a nice way to keep like you know a little bit 
of the name still intact. You could do Hail to the Red Tails. That would be kind of cool. Oh. Uh, yeah, you still have I the like HTTR. But as for you, Ross, you can say, like, I was a, I was a Redskin. I think that it's, it's part of history, you know? Yeah, you know what? I, I'll be curious. If, listeners, if you want to tweet me or email me, I'd be curious to hear what you think I should say, who I played for when the new name comes out. Here's the last one, PFT. Because I talk about this with the guys on Sports Talk Radio down in D.C. a lot. I do not – I cannot think of a franchise in any professional sport that has had a greater erosion of the fan base over the last 20 years yeah. than the, the Washington football team. I'm telling you, man, my rookie year in 01 with Schottenheimer, it was like the third year maybe of FedEx Field. It hadn't been around that long, maybe fifth year. That place was packed. That place was rocking. It was so cool to be a Redskin down there. Like, it was awesome because they were just coming off the 90s and whatever. Nowadays, like, my sister lives down there in Bethesda with my nephew. He asked me for a Mac Jones jersey for Christmas. Like, none of the kids down there like the Washington football team. You go to a game now, it's half-filled. And of the half people that are there, at least half of them are for the other team. I don't know if you guys ever talked about this on Pardon My Take. I cannot think of another pro franchise that in 20 years has had a fan base erode that significantly. Maybe the, maybe the Montreal Expos. That's about it. <laughs> there's really – there's no comparison to it. And it's – I mean, it's like you take matters into – you take your life into your own hands when you go see a game at FedEx Field. You don't know if, if you're going to get sewage dumped on your head or if, the, if you're going to collapse the stadium onto an opposing player. Uh, if you, That is if you can even see the game between the cement pillars that they've constructed there so that they can sell their obstructed view seats. It's, it's sad what's happened. It really is because I, I used to you know be a, a real, real diehard fan – when I was growing up there, all my friends were diehard fans of the Redskins. And I used to go to every training camp in Ashburn with my dad and, and watch the team play. And then I remember Snyder took over the team back in, um, was it 98, something like that, 99. Uh, and he started charging to go see training camp, to go watch practice. He started charging for everything. If you wanted to get into a parking lot, you had to sign up for the Washington Redskins MasterCard. Uh, it was just – it was a money grab. There were, There was – from the get-go, there was no sort of outreach from the new ownership group. Jack Kent Cook and his family, for all their ups and downs that they had, they certainly did have a lot of faults, but they were at least connected to the area in a way where it seemed like they cared about the fans. With Snyder, he just looked at us from the get-go as just being uh, you know, uh, dollars and cents that he could extract from us, find new ways to get more money out of fans. And you, know, you can get away with doing that if you win a couple football games each year. But if you start, you know, consistently living below 500, drafting in the top 10 and not picking anybody good for a long time, um, it's just going to grate on people. And then, like, you know, with, with the, the stadium falling apart, yeah, it's a giant stadium, but it's soulless. It's the most soulless building that I've ever been in uh, to watch a professional sports game. And th when it was built, the goal for Jack Cook and his family was just get as many people into this place as possible so we can sell as many tickets as we can but there's no vibe to it there's no there's no feeling about that building there's nothing unique about it whatsoever it's a cement bowl that's filled with 90,000 seats well i guess now 
like 65,000 or 70,000 because they had to remove a bunch of them so it didn't look so empty every Sunday. But uh, it's it's just it's a bad place to watch a football game, not just from like an in-stadium experience, but also from a getting there experience. They, they built a stadium that's, you know, 30 minutes, uh, even longer than that sometimes during traffic on game day outside of Washington, D.C. So we're the Washington football team, but we practice in Virginia and we play in Maryland. It doesn't make much sense if you want to. I, I I can't stress this enough. They need to build the new stadium. Figure out a way to build it in Washington D.C. on the ground of the old RFK State. I don't I don't even know if it's possible because the D.C. City Council has some really strange rules and politics that you have to navigate. But fortunately for us, uh, during Dan Snyder's self-imposed suspension from being owner, where his wife is handling all all the day-to-day stuff and he's not involved at all. Uh, his sole focus is getting a new stadium built. I've heard that he's trying to build it in Northern Virginia, in uh, Prince William County, maybe, which would be maybe even further outside the Beltway than than the current one is in Landover. But uh, it needs to be in D.C. They need to figure out a way, and that's going to be tricky because Snyder wants to own the ground that it's on. That's probably not going to be possible in D.C., but if it was in D.C., that would go a long way, I think, to bringing the, the community back into the team because right now there is no community around the team. They're having to, like, rebuild and restart everything from ground zero, and that's never been done in the NFL, really. Uh, and it's it's a tough battle for them, and it's sad to see, but, I mean, that's just kind of that's, – that's how it goes when you have somebody take over a football team that thinks that it's fantasy football, that looks at everybody as a potential dollar sign that they can have in their pocket. So – Ownership. And the sad thing is, Dan Snyder is probably going to outlive me because he's, what, like 50 years old and he's got all the good medicine as as the billionaires get that I probably won't ever have access to in my life. And I live very unhealthily, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to be dead long before Dan Snyder. So I'm never going to see this team change ownership unless something drastic happens. Uh, so, yeah, um, not to get all depressing about it, but uh, I'm pretty much screwed as a Washington football team fan. No, that's look. That's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on. I, I I thought that that would be a nice perspective for people to hear. Thank you so much, man. Check him out on social at PFT Commenter. The Pardon My Take podcast is wildly popular. I'm sure you've heard of it. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Ross. Have a good one, man. There he is, PFT commenter. Love that dude. Uh, Love listening to those guys. But I thought he could offer a a really interesting perspective while being funny along the way. And he absolutely did that. You know what's not funny? Our health. Okay? I started taking Athletic Greens recently. I had not heard of it. It is awesome. I don't have time to always eat as healthy as I want to. I have some stomach issues. That's what Athletic Greens is all about. If you want better gut health, more energy, an optimized immune system, but you don't like taking a multivitamin or pills all the time, it is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Listen, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than like a coffee at Starbucks or whatever. It was created because the founder was having some stomach issues, gut health and decided I need to do something about it, which makes perfect sense to me. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews, and people like Tim Ferriss, Michael Gervais, I mean, a lot of people are into this thing. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D 
and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, it is athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, Ross. So let's uh, talk about some of the news that happened over the weekend that uh, we did not get a chance to talk about yesterday or Sunday night since uh, we were talking about the game. So here goes. First up, Giants hired Joe Shane as their general manager. Right. I think that's like the only head coach or GM hiring that's been made so far. These other teams haven't hired a new GM. They haven't hired – nobody's hired a head coach yet. Kind of bizarre that here we are, Tuesday of championship week, and only one GM and no head coaches, even though they could interview coaches two weeks before the season ended. It's weird. I, I wonder if there's some type of internal memo that went out or something. Uh, Baltimore Ravens part ways with their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. Steelers, D.C. Keith Butler retired. Right. You know, Butler was getting up there in years, and uh, he's leaving when Roethlisberger, we think, will leave. As for Wink Martindale, you know, that's a stunner for a lot of people. He was up for a bunch of head coaching jobs last year, but he'll be highly sought after as a coordinator. So he'll have other options elsewhere. And I think maybe he believes we'll give him a better chance at a head coaching job at some point, and he'll get a new multi-year contract which Baltimore, I guess, didn't really want to do. COVID testing in the NFL is done. Yeah, there's no more daily COVID testing, even for unvaccinated guys. Going to have to ask Andrew about that one tomorrow. Raiders uh, DB, Nate Hobbs, reckless driving, 110 miles an hour. This uh, two weeks after DUI charge. Right, so this is one right there. Good example where I don't know whether or not to say this young man is a moron or he's got some type of issue. But I don't know how you drive 110 miles an hour ever, let alone two weeks after you get a DUI because you're passed out in the car in the off-ramp of a parking garage. Scary. Somebody needs to get, somebody needs to get talk some sense into him or get him some help ASAP. Carolina Panthers have a new offensive coordinator. It is Ben McAdoo. You know, McAdoo did some decent stuff on offense, but I don't know that that was the uh, splash hire the Panthers were hoping for. Uh, Dak Prescott fined $25,000 for his comments uh, to the refs last week. Right. You know, he apologized for it, but they still needed to discipline him. You can't have an NFL player, let alone a quarterback, saying – good job, you know, to the ref, to the fans for throwing stuff at the refs. And finally, Kansas City waves wide receiver Josh Gordon. Sounds like they'll put him back on the practice squad, but at a minimum, you know, they don't think he's better or more impactful than Hardman or Pringle or some of their other options. So probably not a great look for Gordon's career moving forward. What's really not a great look is when your battery dies. So, don't let that happen to you like it happened to me right around this time a year ago. I might have been coming back from the AFC Championship game where my car battery was dead. There was no better place to go than AutoZone. Even Tom, uh, Tom Collins just sent me uh, a picture. He was at AutoZone. I'm loving all the pictures 
and receipts you guys are sending me from AutoZone. It's awesome. They're America's number one battery destination. They're the only place that carries proven tough Duralast batteries. The batteries start at 80 bucks, 79.99. So you can upgrade your battery without breaking your wallet. The key to me is the free battery testing and charging. Like next time you're driving by one, or if you're aware of one that's near you, just go get your battery tested and charge it up. Why would you not do that? Look, the proof is in the pudding. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Love it. Uh, also love the Even Money podcast, which we will record later today. And tomorrow morning, Andrew Brandt should be awesome. No email questions today. Probably we'll get to one or two tomorrow. Shoutouts. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com, the greatest Valentine's Day gift of all time. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 